Today's episode of the Elseworlds Exchange is brought to you by The Sorcerers of Carmine, the debut novel by Scottish author Luke Brady. Now look, I know we all love comics, but occasionally it's good to pick up a full prose novel every now and again, and this one's a doozy with a lot in it for comic book fans, especially if you like magic titles. It's got witches, pirates, and plenty of action. Think Harry Potter meets Pirates of the Caribbean. Basically, it's about a young guy named Perrin who discovers he has magical powers in a world that is tightly controlled by the people in charge. They decide to get rid of him, but he's rescued at the last minute by a pirate ship full of really colorful and entertaining senior citizens who whisk him away and teach him how to use his magic, and then they go on the run together. It's great fun and a really exciting read. You can pick it up from your local Amazon store by going to tinyurl.com slash LukeBrady. That's L-U-K-E. B-R-A-D-Y. It's available on paperback, Kindle, or if you prefer an audiobook, it's on both Audible and iTunes. Even better, if you've got Kindle Unlimited, or if it's your first title when you sign up for Audible, you can get it for free. It's a great debut novel, and I think it's going to be the start of a really cool series, so give it a look. The Sorcerers of Caramine by Luke Brady, available at tinyurl.com slash Luke Brady. That's L-U-K-E-B-R-A-D-Y. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate. Enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character. A problem to the police. But a crusade of the law. Hey everybody, welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange, or a variant thereof, I'm Sal. Today, uh, we're going Joel-less, and that's because Joel's getting ready to go to the London Comic-Con, and not the London you're thinking of, no, the London in Ontario. So if you want to uh, see Joel in person, you want to watch him do his thing, uh, you should go over there and visit him and, uh, you know, pay him some 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 bodies, you know, get there, fill the seats and everything like that, because uh, I think he's going to do a nice job and hopefully come into his own in a big bad way. Uh, hopefully he'll catch the bug and be like, wow, stand in front of a crowd, talking to people by myself, branching out, owning the fact that I'm like one of the only Canadian YouTubers that talks about comics out there, and really just kind of like firmly establishing, planting his feet, if you will. Uh, hopefully we'll give him the, the self-confidence and the strength of mind to keep doing it and soldier forth and keep it up. We're, we're, going, we're going solo, and uh, I had a week or so to get ready for this, but I ultimately opted, rather than try and stunt cast it or get a long time uh, guest co-host to come by um, or put extra pressure on Tiffany to get her to show up here a lot earlier than she should uh, because she's got work to do. Um, I thought I'd just do some house cleaning and do a little one of these uh, Q&As because, number one, uh, I love doing them. Number two, I was looking back at our old archive, and I really like doing it, and I missed having I having done it, and I noticed that a lot of people really responded to it pretty well. I saw a couple of references to the Stan Lee interview. I haven't seen it yet, but I have no idea um, anything about it, unfortunately. So I can't comment on Stan. Um... <laughs> Don't forget about the ghouls. Uh, so let's jump into some uh, some some super chats really quick. I will occasionally try and grab a comment or two from the main chat, but it's hard to keep track of everything because it's all going so fast. Uh, the Red Samurai saying, Sal, pick six members to be on the X-Men team that you would want to write and who should draw it. Wow. That that's a, that's a whole pitch, man. You're asking basically for me to just kind of like sell my idea about what I should do or about how we should do... Uh, how we should do the X-Men. And so, okay, uh, I guess I'll go with, go with that. Let's see if I can. Um, six, six members. Oh, right. So I was saying how, like, I always thought the Avengers were kind of like a more diverse, uh, you know, uh, group of team. I noticed there's a lot more women. Or at least I thought there were. And then it turns out I was actually wrong. It's mostly just about... Uh, it's, mo it's mostly the X-Men. The X-Men are the ones who have had more women on the team uh, than any other team that I remember comparing it to. So I guess I'd have... I'd really want to maintain that, 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 uh, that expectation because um, I think that the X-Men kind of represent a big uh, swath of, like, kick-ass cool women. So I'm going to say I'm going to say Rogue. For, number, for my first pick, uh, classic rogue. I'd want her to be the Southern Belle, who is cursed. Uh, the one that Tom, uh, not Tom Taylor, uh, Kelly, Kelly, uh, not Kelly Jones, uh, Kelly Thompson is working on right now um, with, uh, with Mr. and Mrs. X. It's a great series, uh, and I really like their representation of, of, uh, of rogue. I guess if we're going to go with it, uh, I guess I'd put Gambit on there, because why not? Especially because they're married right now, and I'm a stickler for continuity. Um, so Rogue, Gambit, uh, I'd want to see Beast on there, and because I'd want an opportunity to switch Beast back to uh, old school uh, Beast, and by old school I mean the old school that I remember. Um, 
Cyclops, Wolverine, and nope, nope, you know what? Uh, let's ditch Cyclops, because uh, I just realized it's mostly men again. Um, I guess Storm would be cool, although I don't know what to do for Storm. I never know what to write about Storm. I've noticed she's had a, a, a solar series once in a while. People really love that character, but I never know what to do with Storm. I, I, I've, I'm always like interested in seeing, like, what's Storm going to do that makes me interested in that character, and it's rarely, it rarely happens. Um so instead of Storm, I'm going to go with, uh, you know, what? let's make it Abigail Brand and let's make it, not Jean, uh, somebody else, somebody fun. Uh, I definitely want to see Nightcrawler on there, but that's two blue furry characters. I feel like that's a little bit of a redundancy. I think six is kind of limiting it, don't you think? Um, in any event, uh, I'd want to keep it kind of like in keeping with the classic X-Men the Animated Series series while also paying homage to what has happened. So I'd love to try and use some characters maybe from like 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 Armor would be fun or X-23 slash Wolverine would be fun. And, you know, it, it, a lot of different characters would be really fun uh, to use. For me, it would be just about the characters that would play off each other really well. I'd want it to, to do something that would like do as well as or have as much fun interplay as like the Whedon run. Uh, or the Claremont, or or any 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 of Claremont's earlier stuff, that'd be really fun. Um, and who would who would draw it? Uh, I mean, ideally Jim Lee would be great. Um, if not, I guess I go with somebody like Stuart Immonen, um, or the dude who's drawing. Um, God, who's drawing? Uh, X Men Extermination right now because they're doing a good job and they evoke the uh, the Stuart Immonen style. So yeah, uh, that that should answer your question a little bit. Justin Beckford, uh, what's been your favorite event in the past five years? <sighs> five years, so it's 2013. I guess Secret Wars. And it's funny because that's very like cliche to say Secret Wars is kind of like the most interesting or coolest event that I've enjoyed over the last five years. But like, we're never, I don't think we're ever going to see anything like what they did with Secret Wars ever again. Secret Wars is a, uh, it was, a, it was lightning in a bottle in terms of like them completely shit canning the entire current running books in favor of like neat what if alternate universe Elseworldsian type books that are all interconnected but all their own universes. Just everything they did with Secret Wars is really, really cool. So I guess I could say Secret Wars. Um, Matthew Mosley, love the channel. Thank you very much. Keep it up. I'll try. We wouldn't complain for an early backish, by the way. I do appreciate that, and I know, and I'm, I'm definitely got that in my back pocket. Uh, so thank you very much for that. Chase Eichler, uh, Sal, any chances we'll see Authority or the boys on back issues anytime soon? No, not anytime soon. No, probably not. Either one of those books on back issues. I don't have any place for them here. Uh, and since, uh, also since you already did Red Hood, finally, when are you going to do Dark Victory? I'm saving that for uh, a holiday. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but I am saving it. I do have Dark Victory in my back pocket, though. Um, the authority is a little too, a little too dense. And it's like, based on just like the lack of interest in a number of things we've done over the last couple of months, I've noticed that like, branching out is not the way to help us grow right now. Um, at the same time, also, I feel like the authorities in a similar boat to Watchmen, where it's like, it's a little dense, it's a little more um, in-depth. I think it's more like, everybody should read the authority and then we'll just talk about it. I think that, that, that lends itself better to it than me telling you what happened in the authority. Just like, it would be better to read Watchmen than it would to like tell you what happens in Watchmen and then you know, hope for some funny reactions. So, and the boys I hate, so I'm just not going to do it. I, I don't care if there's a show. I don't care if Simon Pegg's in it. And I, I don't care if I like Garth Ennis's run on Preacher. I'm just not doing it. Uh, I think uh, the, the who, who's Manchester Black's team? Uh, the Elite was the was the, the nickname for them. Uh, South Sun, some of your favorite female comic characters, well, uh, they happen to include uh, She-Hulk, I really like She-Hulk, and I hate that she is considered to be a derivative character. I know, and I get it, but it also really sucks, because I think that she uh, really, really differentiated herself from the Hulk pretty much immediately after her creation. And that, like, the, the fact that, like, nobody wants to do anything with her, or that nobody knows what to do with her, it really is a disservice to the character, and so... 
I think there's I think there's a great possibility for her to like branch out. There's always an opportunity for her to branch out, but there's there's so much rich history with her and 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 groundbreaking comic books with her that I really like that character based on that alone. But I also like when she's written well. Dan Slott did a good job with her. John Byrne did a good job with her. Um, that's kind of the only two people that I know distinctly who have done something good with her because they cared enough to try. Um, but I think there's a future for her, and I think there's an opportunity for her to be cool and to for her to take her place, as I've said, as the Wonder Woman of the Marvel Universe. Other female characters I enjoy from comics, um, I, I, for some reason, and I know that's going to be a joke, but like for some reason besides the two you're thinking of, I really respond well to Power Girl. And maybe it's because she has a chip on her shoulder and she is like railing against this kind of system. I feel like she, even though she is positively a DC character, I think she would respond better in the Marvel universe because she has like this kind of like deep seated resentment to the world around her. And I think there is something there. I don't know if I really think that the, I, I think that the Amanda Connor period of Power Girl is cool. We have it. On, uh, on trade. I don't know if it's groundbreaking and I don't know if it really helps her character, but I wish there was something there. I, I, I think there's more potential for Power Girl than there is a plethora of great stories in terms of like my favorite female characters. Um, I like her, but I want to like her more than I like any story she's in. Similarly with Wonder Woman. I don't, I like Wonder Woman as an icon. I don't know if I want to read her about her because I don't find her character too interesting. Um, but I do love Rogue and I like Jessica Jones and I like, uh, you know, any number of Marvel characters. I mean, like Mary Jane is a great character when she's done properly. Um, any, any female character, Lois Lane is actually uh, a great character and, and is, and is done properly. Uh, Supergirl, I wish could work and I don't think she does. And I, I don't know if it's because she's redundant or if it's because like people have thrown her in different directions, but like the Red Lantern stuff and the, and, and, and then trying to ground her as a, a as a super character. It was weird. She's, she's all over the place in the same way that Power Girl is, but Power Girl actually like went, ah, screw it. I'm going to be my own character, which I really like. Um, so I'm going to throw that. I'm going to throw those out there. Uh, I think that's enough for that. Um, so the reason why I wanted to jump into this, and it looks like we're holding steady. We should be doing okay. Um, but uh, I'm just going to jump in and see a couple of other questions that might have come up. Because um, we have only been doing this for about 16 minutes uh, straight up, not including the time. Well, that, that also includes the time when we completely hiccuped badly and had to like crash and burn and start over. Um, by the way, when I said like, like forget Cyclops in my six X-Men lineup, I'm not saying I hate Cyclops or he needs to be ignored. I'm just saying like, Oh, I'm not excited to write about Cyclops in terms of characters that I would definitely want to get, make sure are on the team. I do like Cyclops and I think he would work. It's more like somebody like red samurai asked me, like, do you want, like, who would you want to write about? And Cyclops isn't on my top six list. Um, but I think he is essential and required for the, for an X-Men team. So, Hopefully that that hand, that answers that question as well as a couple other people who are feeling like Cyclops is getting marginalized on the stream. Don't worry, um, and I know he's coming back again. Though you know, people were looking forward to Jean Grey coming back. Every time I see her in that stupid X Men '90s outfit, I'm like, Are you doing anything new and fun, or are you just are you just any girl who could have been on the team? So, um, I've seen a number of questions about Heroes in Crisis, um, and I. I'm reserving judgment. I haven't read issue two um, because I don't think it's out. But uh, or if it is, shit, I can't believe I missed it. But uh, I, I thought that uh, getting Clay Man in an event is a great idea. I think he's a terrific artist. Um, I don't get the Tom King love, but that's been a long-standing established thing here on Comic Pop. That I'm not the biggest Tom King fan, although I do love what Tom King does when it works and when he's given like the a small, rigid, structured format. It's interesting that a career you know, like a CIA operative would work well under stringent guidelines and very strict regimented schedules with a very tight deadline. Uh, but that being said, you know, I, I think it's fine. Uh, it's just kind of like everybody dying in that suit. Heroes in Crisis feels like the big F you to, the re to, C to DC Rebirth at the end of the day. And I think that it will ultimately stand as that. Um, so we'll see though. I'm reserving judgment. It's only the first issue. Uh, but in that first issue, everybody killed everybody. So, you know, that's rough. Um, so, yeah, uh, getting into getting into the nitty gritty here at the studio, um, now that we're kind of finally 
chilling out. Um, I wanted to check in with you guys and say, like, hey, uh, welcome to the show. Welcome to Elseworlds. Welcome to Comic Pop. If you're new here, if you're just catching us live, uh, I want to thank you all for joining us and for giving us a try because we have prided ourselves on being something different, something special, something very unique compared to the rest of the comic book YouTube climate and hopefully the rest of the YouTube climate as well. Um, but uh, as we go forward in our fifth year, um, you know, I've got some, I've got some goals. I got some, some, some plans, some ideas that I want to try. And it's funny how quickly a year goes by, uh, even if you aren't a personality on the internet and even if you aren't like trying to run a company. So, uh, but it's interesting how quickly a year can run by and how like I have like a list of things I wanted to do and I've teased back issues we've still haven't done in three years. And it's, so I, I want to make sure that I get ahead of it. I want to get on top of the time that, uh, that that gets away from us so quickly so that we can actually incorporate those things. Because I'm trying to maintain a, an interesting healthy balance between like trying to make changes and adjustments without making it feel like a whole different channel uh, than what you're used to. And so, you know, we've trickled in different things. Like you may have noticed le- recently we dropped uh, a highlights reel from Tiffany's stream over on the Purple Channel. The Purple Channel is the one that starts with a T, play video games on it. I've certainly seen a lot of people talk, talk about it. And it's kind of like the premier gaming platform, and it's why we're over there sometimes. But uh, Danielle was kind enough to make up a highlights reel uh, of the first episode, which is like two hours, two and a half hours long. We made it, we condensed it down to about 15, 16 minutes of uh, a very, very manageable, very entertaining little video um, that didn't get a lot of love, unfortunately. And I'm not surprised and surprised at the same time because I feel like if you come to Comic Pop, you're looking for a variety of different things. We're more or less like a variety channel at this point, um, but you're looking for a multitude of different stuff that's tangentially or directly comic book related. So as a result, I was hoping that maybe something different but something familiar would 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 resonate with the audience. It didn't, but maybe it's because of the cover, maybe it's because of the tags, maybe it's because um, of the day, who knows. But uh, I, I'm very proud of it and I dig it and I think it's evocative of what you can expect over at the uh, Purple Channel. So if you want to check that out, Wednesdays and Sundays, you should. Um, I think Tishy might be doing a stream tonight. Um, so jumping into the Super Chat, because I wanted to address those before we move on. Um, Tales from Island Z saying, Aloha. Hello to you too. Uh, please choose a retcon or twist from the 70s and now, uh, 70s to now, I guess, uh, to either undo or set in stone mandated continuity from one above all himself, your choice. Um, a retcon or twist that I can undo or set in stone. Um, besides the obvious, uh, I, I guess like... <sighs> Here's the thing. A lot of people want to see um, their characters grow old and new generations to come in and replace them or at the very least get their due. And I am not saying that's bad. And I'm definitely saying that I like that. I like Nightwing for that example. I like sidekicks getting older and growing up. Uh, but I'm also thinking, like, I also really like reading about Batman. And I really like reading about Spider-Man. And I, I, I really do like these characters kind of being evergreen so that everybody can get a chance to get a crack at them. So while I wouldn't necessarily be like, okay, 1975, everyone's getting older, um, I might want to keep it where, I don't know, it's interesting to think about what has come over the last 40 years and say, like, what should stay, what should go, because a lot of things in Marvel have stayed. You know, it's just kind of like things have just just changed the way life does. Um, it's very, very rare that you'll see like a straight up con- like a straight up like God comes from down on down like from on high and says this is this is different or this didn't happen the way you remember it. Um, it's more just like things happened and then something else happened and then something else happened and you so you got like seventeen different layers of stuff that happened on top of the thing that you that you liked. So I mean, like I guess undoing one more day would be a big thing, but like. We're seeing right now how to do the spider relationship wrong because Nick Spencer brought them back. Peter and Mary Jane, that is no spoilers there because it's been about eight issues, but uh, they're back together, but they're not married. And as I understand it, I heard a rumor that apparently they were allowed to get back together, but they couldn't get remarried. They couldn't undo one more day. Uh, But we're seeing it's boring. That's at the end of the day, it's really boring. And uh, it, they're not doing anything fun, fresh, or interesting, or new, or groundbreaking, or even just entertaining with it at this point. And even though I want that, 
I want to see them together. Uh, they're doing it wrong, which is exactly what I was worried about was going to happen because uh, I was worried they were going to be justified in their decision. They were going to say, look, we get we gave him a shot and it's boring. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't know if I'd undo too much. I would just kind of like leave it as is, particularly Marvel. With DC, you know, I, I just I'd want to roll back the clock and be like, there was no New 52. Um, there's a couple things from New 52 that I guess can stay. Um, you know, not every idea is a terrible idea, but the idea to reboot and the idea to throw everything away, the idea to not throw everything away, but throw away things halfway. Ultimately with DC, I'd just be like, here is what the continuity is. But I understand why they're not doing it. And here's why Uh, they're not doing that. Why why no one is taking a hardline stance about what rebirth was or what happened and what didn't is because at the end of the day, n- the fact that you're confused means they can do anything they want. And the fact that there is no standard, there is no hard line editorial. This is what happened. This is what didn't happen. This is the world um, that you're, that you're reading about because that's not there. You can't poke holes in any of the decisions they've made over the last five years. So everything that happened can still have happened. And if it doesn't contradict, great. But if it does, well, you know, it was it was rebirth in New 52. We didn't really have a crisis that changed anything. So I think they're just going to do that. I think they're just going to leave it. And that's what I would not. Because as, as, as convenient as it is, you know, you're doing an, you're doing an interconnected world. And, and there's plenty, especially with DC, with their multiple um, possible publishing labels like the black label which is of course neutered now um but because dc has more of a precedent of doing like multiple labels multiple versions of their characters and because they're even establishing it in their own cinematic universe where they're like no 16 jokers screw it uh you you can get away with having a mainstream continuity at dc because you can do anything you want at dc anyway and just call it something else so anyway uh Flashpoint was the crisis that made New 52, but there's no crisis that undid it. That's the point I'm making. Uh, Luke S681, which I assume stands for Luke Season 6, Episode 81, uh, ever thought of doing a Lego Elseworlds with Ethan? Uh, just an episode about El- about about Legos? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I've definitely thought about doing Elseworlds with Ethan, and that kind of falls into some, some plans and some ideas and some changes that I'd like to... Uh, incorporated into the channel i would love to pass the baton of elseworlds over to the team and i don't mean forever i just mean like it'd be nice to rotate uh but i don't know how willing or how available anyone is which is why you're only seeing me uh usually it's it used to be me and tiffany most of the time and that's also changed because tiffany is 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 busy or busier than ever before um but uh, but in the future, I would love to be in a position where it's like, Ethan's going to host this one. He's going to talk to somebody else, or he's going to talk to Dan from Toy Galaxy, or me and Ethan are going to talk about Legos, or Ben's going to be on, and he's going to interview somebody else, or he's going to have Joel on, or Tiffany's on, and she's going to talk to Scott Snyder about witches. You know, like any number of different things uh, that the versatility of Elseworlds Exchange lends itself to. So that would be really cool. Um, I would love that. I would love to have all three of them host it and just have it rotate like every every week or every four weeks. Um, Jack Ingram cast an unused, an underused actor from a Marvel or DC movie as a character in the opposite universe. Um, hmm. Uh, Idris Elba can go over to the DC universe and play literally anybody, and it'd be cool. He'd be a great Jim Gordon. Uh, you know, he, he's a little old to play John Stewart at this point. But uh, that'd be fine, too. Uh, he could also voice anybody over at DC. That'd be fine. Um, he could have played Black Manta, and it would have been pretty dope because he's just all grizzled and old. Um, but, uh, yeah, he was an underutilized actor from that universe. Um, an under, another underutilized actor. I guess I'd take Ezra Miller. Is that his name? The the kid who played Flash, who's not probably going to be Flash anymore. Because <laughs> uh, he's, he's fun. It's not a Flash, but he's fun. And I think he'd play better in the Marvel Universe. I don't know who he'd play. Maybe Speedball or something. Um, but, uh, yeah, I saw somebody mention, like, wouldn't it be awesome to see Charlie Cox go over to play Batman? Yeah, that dude friggin' rocks. What I would rather see with Charlie Cox is him playing Daredevil in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because he's awesome. Uh, God, I'm on episode 10. I'm not finished with episode 10. I've watched up to episode 10 of Daredevil. So we got three episodes left. Um... 
God, I'm, I'm loving Charlie Cox. I think he's just so great. I wish you were on Twitter so I could tell him, like, you're great. Um, but yeah, he's awesome. He needs to be in this universe. James Robbins, uh, Sal, you and the rest of the Weekly Pull channels are S-tier dope. Thank you. I hope that's good. Uh, I want to write comics one day. What are some writers to study and some of their runs to help you answer I Dig Winnick and Gail Simone? Good question. Actually, and there's a great answer for you, um, or at least a great tool for you. Uh, there's a number of books on how to write comics. S- Scott McCloud wrote five. Uh, Peter David wrote a book, Writing Comics, uh, which you can find for cheap anywhere, um, which also fits conveniently on your comic book shelf. But Scott Snyder recently made a video on his YouTube channel, which if you just Google Scott Snyder YouTube channel or Scott Snyder Writing Comics, you'll get it. Uh, but he did a great video about writing comics. And the ultimate thing, the takeaway for me about writing comics is this. There is no format. So don't get hung up on how to write a comic book. The trick you should know is there's a couple of there's a there's a lot of tricks actually. And that's part of the part of the the deal is just doing it and writing as much as you can and and, and making the, the mistakes and learning from them. But uh if you're a straight-up writer and you're not an artist in any way, you have to figure out what kind of artist you're working with and figure out if they want the structure of being told what how many panels are on each page and what is in every panel, or if they want a looser structure where it's like, tell me what would be cool here, uh, being more collaborative. And I find most, most, most artists like working in that environment, but I've worked with probably over 20 artists at this point, and... It varies from person to person, and it's very much across the gamut. You have no idea uh, who's going to want the structure and who isn't. Um, also, limit your panels. You know, you want to go to like from from four, maybe maximum six. You don't want to overdo it because you don't want to clutter your page. You don't want to overwork your artist. And th- so th- those are kind of some rules of thumb. But overall, there's no structure. And if you want to follow somebody about how to write comics, you can't go wrong with watching Scott Snyder's video. Um, Gail Simone would probably answer any question you have on Twitter because she's very active there. Um, but I would also check out Bendis. And the reason why I say Bendis is because number one, he's very prolific. Number two, he's written a very, very, very wide spectrum of comics from noir to epic superhero adventures, uh, and events. So I would go back and look at his work and the bonus with Bendis is number one, his scripts are probably available online. Number two, he's happy to share them. And number three, if you go back to his earlier work with Marvel from 2001, um, there's a lot of experimental work that they were working on where they literally put the script in the margins um, with a number of titles. Uh, So, you know, look for those and you'll see some structure because I've noticed that uh, there's a lot of different um, ways to find scripts And that reading scripts is a great way of learning the format that goes from writing movie scripts to writing comic book scripts. Um, And seeing the different types that Bendis and Snyder and Simone and maybe like Alan Moore and Warren Ellis have written because Alan Moore scripts are available as well. And you can read those. I wouldn't go with the Moore scripts. He's, well, you know, he he's very particular about what goes in every panel. So uh, you don't want to be, you don't want to be a first a, a first time writer doing Alan Moore stuff. You know, he, he earned that, uh, that opportunity to like write, to fill the, the freaking page with that kind of shit. He also writes in only in caps, which is insane. Um, but yeah, uh, also I think Bennis's website has a number of scripts you can download as well, or at the very least view. Uh, Gabriel, uh, no, I'm sorry, Mr. Roboto. Uh, hi, ha- hi, Halloween. Will you do a show and will it be spooky? Uh, yes, we will be doing a Halloween show uh, yes, it will be spooky. Uh, I, I can answer that question honestly about both shows, Elseworlds and Back Issues. There is a, a Halloween episode of Back Issues, which did a grand total of four different books in one episode. It's a little longer than usual, but it's still not the longest episode we've ever done. We've ever done. Um, for Elseworlds, yes, we are doing. I've got two episodes that are primed and ready, not ready to be released, but certainly ready to be shot. Um, I'm going to be shooting an episode, hopefully Saturday morning, with a spooky comic book creator who has worked on a spooktacular comic book for almost 10 years. Uh, and we're going to chat about a spooky franchise that he is involved with. And then hopefully Monday morning we'll be shooting an episode, or Monday evening, I'm going to be shooting another episode. Again, not live, but 
you know what? That's how it can work. Um, with another comic book creator who is also a spooky author, who is also very proud of his spooky work, um, who would also be great to have it out. So we're doing a lot of different stuff. And I'm, I, I, that's me pushing that because I'm like, I want to change things up. I want to try new things, push the envelope. So we're getting two different comic book creators and two different episodes, both of which are going to be spooky and both of which are going to be labeled Elseworlds. So uh, keep out, keep your, keep the lookout for that. Uh, Gabriel Torbo, can you do a what if on back issues? My first Marvel comic that I purchased was a what if Punisher killed Daredevil. It made me respect comics as more than kids stuff. Yes. Uh, we actually did a, a what if book. What if uh, Spider-Man kept the Captain Universe powers on a live stream we did. It was like a mini back issues. And that was really fun. Um, we will do what ifs on back issues that we've done elseworlds on back issues. And in fact, there's an elseworlds coming up in the next few weeks that we're doing maybe two elseworlds uh, in a row. I don't know. It really depends on what I can get done today into tomorrow for shooting. Um, but, uh, you know, there's no reason not to do what ifs just because they don't really count and they're not really real. Um, there's a number of like epic what if stories that we could totally do that would work really well. Uh, and lend themselves to the back issues format. So, yeah. Yeah, we can do that. Um, one I would like to do is what if Hulk killed Wolverine? It's ridiculous and uh, epic. But um, I may relegate it to a, to a good, bad, and ugly episode. Will I am Golden, what defunct comic publishers would you like to see have a comeback? Wow. Defunct comic publishers, like Ultra Force, like, like the Ultra Forces book, Malibu. Um... For me, I'm going to say Impact Comics. It was a, I think it was like a kid's label for DC, but I didn't know that at the time when I was reading them. And so, and I really responded well to them. I thought they were like clever and interesting. I really liked The Fly. That was my favorite uh, book from that book, from that series. So I bring back, I bring back Impact I don't know if I'd make it its own thing or if I'd, you know, want it to be like a DC imprint, but I just, I love it. And I thought it was really cool and very like clever what they did with that. So that's what I would want to see. Um, come back. So that answers that question. So, uh, with that in mind, um, by the way, somebody said like, did you actually call it, um, Oh, I'm sorry, Gorgon Fish. I skipped you, and I didn't mean to. Uh, but somebody mentioned, like, did you did you call what if comics not real? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, they didn't they didn't happen. They don't count. They're not. Uh, and the reason why I I'm kind of like flipping about what if books is because for the most part, although if you read, uh, I think Daredevil and Elektra, I think Frank Miller came back to write that one. What if Elektra had survived? Um, did Frank Miller worked on that one because he's like, no, only I can do Elektra, which is funny. Um, but. Uh, for the most part, the what if line was used to train or test incoming talent. You'll see books by Bagley and Capullo and Frank Miller and a number of other prominent creators, but some of whom, Mark Silvestri, who are being tested uh, to see if their books are going to be, or their, their talent is going to be better utilized on a real book. So while I don't mean to say that it's not real, they have, they give you real emotions. They are legitimate fiction. Um, I don't consider them canon, you know, because they didn't really happen in the main continuity. That's all I'm saying. Uh, so Gorgonfish, sorry about the, uh, the, the skip, but let's get to you now. Would Parasite be interesting if he had a connection to Starro? They're both purple and energy absorbing. Would that be too similar to symbiotes? No, I don't think so, because Starro is very different. Starro, uh, Starro's a hive mind uh, who, you know, takes over people's bodies and makes them do things. It's more like a like a Invasion of the Body Snatchers kind of kind of villain. More horror-based, I think, than a symbiote, actually. Because a symbiote's just a, just a weird, silly, goopy monster that eventually they added too much depth to. Um, but Starro's his own thing. And if you were to make the, the Parasite into in, into a Starro offshoot, I think that'd be fine because no one's doing anything with Parasite. Nobody does anything interesting with Parasite, honestly. The, he's He works really best when he's like on a one-off, like when he was an all-star Superman or whatever. 
Um, or in that uh, Secret Origin book where it was like, Ugh, like when he's a mistake or an accident or some kind of like, you know, freak of science. But you see, it's funny. He feels more like a Spider-Man villain, really, because he's a scientific accident, really. You know what I mean? But uh, if you were to make him a Starro villain, yeah, I guess like, you know, the idea being that like it's a dude who maybe he's the first person who's ever taken over by Starro and it, and it imbued into his physiology and Starro didn't have the whole, you know, human concoction right. You know, he's like, usually when I invade a planet, you know, I drop my my spores on the people and then they turn into this uh you know and i take over the bodies but this guy got like messed up so i have to like you know maybe he had to learn a lesson about changing his own unique physiology to better suit body snatching as opposed to like body morphosizing turn him into a body horror kind of character that'd be kind of neat um yeah i think so so there you go so no i don't think it's to be too similar i think you totally get away with it um <clears throat> heartless fang i can't think of any questions that's fair uh so i'll just toss out some love your way well thank you very much i will that's very appreciated can't wait for your re- next comic line discussion my favorite so far is should batman kill thank you very much yeah that was uh that was me being like okay we can't do good bad and ugly every week but we can definitely talk every week so let's try and make comic line and bad and good bad and ugly like alternating turns out it takes more time and effort to make those shows than i expected so and i'm, and I'm also re- relying on you know, everybody's cooperation and everybody's like, I need everybody to read the book and also be knowledgeable. So it's, it takes more time. So, uh, good, bad, ugly is going every two weeks and comic line will be whenever we can do it. And ever, whenever we have a conversation that's worth having the should Batman kill is one where I was like, that'd be fun. And I think everybody here knows Batman well enough to have a conversation about it that would work. So, and I, and I think we've been proven right. So thank you very much for checking that out and for enjoying it. Thank you for your, your, your love of the show and for us here. Um, Taylor Petcher, T- Detective Comics is hitting 1,000 in March, which is crazy. What are the top creators, writers, and artists you'd like to see on the book? Uh, I guess if, we're, if you're talking about making it into an anthology or like a celebratory book, like the way they did Action 1000, uh, everyone they can. Doug Mensch, Paul Levitz, Kelly Jones. Uh, I'm so sad we can't get Norm Brayfogel, but I would hope that they'd reprint something that Brayfogel drew. Uh, I would like to see, God, um, I guess a, a Bendis story would be kind of fun just because like, why not? And also like those Walmart books are hard to find. <laughs> uh, but yeah, in terms of like classic creators, I mean, who else? God, uh, I'd love to see Frank Miller do a story just to see what Frank Miller would do, obviously. And also he's around and also I'm sure there's no way you could shut him up and stop him from doing it. Jim Lee. Uh, I'd like to see, I'd like to see a David Finch art, uh, if not a different David Finch story. Um, I'd love to see, uh, oh, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez art in there. Um, I'd like to see some Bruce Timm story, maybe a Paul Dini story, maybe a Bruce Timm-Paul Dini collaboration, if you will. Uh, Neil Adams I'd like to see. There, there is so much that you could do. Uh, maybe Chuck Dixon, although I feel like that time has passed, but, you know, if he's around, why not? Um, but there's a lot of different creators out there who've worked on The Dark Knight who would who have – informed that character in a significant way that would it would be a crime not to have them and i know that we're going to be disappointed because they're not going to have the right character they're not going to have everybody on there and it's gonna be like oh like they're gonna miss somebody and that's too bad but like i know that's inevitable because so many people have worked on that character um as long as they try i'm fine with it as long as they put give a given good honest try and get the oldest people because you know like we've lost jim aparo but we can get jim starlin to do something that'd be cool um anyway cam uh says do you have a specific superhero toy you were attached to as a kid Ooh, that's a great question and the answer is yes also in honor of the new spider-man dlc what are some of your favorite black cat stories um my favorite superhero toy as a kid man that's a great question i had a lot i i collected and bought a lot well i didn't buy them but i had them uh action figures when i was a kid obviously like so many of us i mean if you watch our elseworlds with me and dan larson from toy galaxy we talked we chat a little bit about what toys we had i uh one of the i guess my earliest action figure superhero toy that i can remember is i had a kenner superpowers robin because i always loved robin um and i had a uh i had this weird like Robin suction cup plastic character. Uh, I think it was in the Garcia Lopez style, but like it was just, it was of Robin. He's like doing a kind of like pose and he's holding on to a rope and that rope goes to a suction cup and you can stick the suction cup up to like a window or something. And I had that Robin uh, plastic 
tchotchke for a long time. Ultimately lost it, um, but uh, but that was a that was a a very treasured superhero toy of mine. I was big, I was very into Robin back in the day. Um, when I got that Robin figure that was supposed to, that was actually Marlon Wayans, but repainted from the Batman Returns line. I loved that. I love those cloth capes, particularly the one with that one, because it was the Tim Drake suit and it's awesome. Uh, the, the double colored Cape worked out terrific. Those are just Robin figures, but like, you know, he man figures. Uh, I really, really like, I, t- I played with my tick figure until it like, until his antenna broke Um, so there, that's that's a couple, but there's a lot because I have a lot of toys. Um, and favorite Black Cat stories. Um, you know, it's funny the the evil that men do wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't good, but like we should do that on back issues. Super Sons or Black Cat, evil the men do. We'll see. Um, I'm thinking about tomorrow because I definitely don't want to do this. Uh, so yeah, uh, Black Cat stories that I like. Um, I liked, there's one of my earliest Spider-Man stories, not the earliest, but one of them is, uh, the invasion of the spider slayers with Mark Bagley on art. And I think DeMatteis or Michelini was writing it and black cat showed up and helped him out. And like she, Mary Jane had like some feistiness going on. That was like one of my first introductions to the idea of like a love triangle. And that was kind of fun. Um, but, uh, I guess, the, you know, I really loved reading the saga of the black costume when Felicia was there. Like, I had this old, like, thick trade that had most of the black costume stories. And that one featured Felicia heavily. And I really liked their dynamic and just, just her being a member of the cast. Uh, so it's not so much a, a favorite, uh, story as much as it is just, like, a status quo for her. South Sun, what are some free New 52 costumes that you miss that characters no longer wear or seem to have been written out of continuity? Uh, we just talked about them. The Robin suit. Uh, I know the Robin suit is like old and silly and like childish and elfish, but uh, yeah, that's why he doesn't wear it anymore. I like that suit. I especially like it in in, in terms of a flashback because A, nobody wears that old Robin suit anymore. So it's okay to refer to a time when he did wear it. Um, so I miss that. Uh, I miss the Tim Drake straight up suit. I miss the fact that they made it into Tim Drake or into Dick Drake, Dick Grayson suit. Um, that really sucks. Uh, I, I, I miss, uh, the old Superman suit in terms of being referenced. Cause now he's got the gauntlets, but it, it's almost the whole suit, but he's still got those like weird, like gauntlets. I'll take it. I'm not going to complain, but I'm just saying, if you want to refer to old stuff that, because I like the idea that Superman suit, like for me, when Superman was beaten to death by doomsday, and his suit was getting torn. It's just clothes. You know, like when we got to the last issue, Superman 75, and every page is a full page splash. S- Superman's suit is him, is his hairy, bare-chested masculinity. And I, I, I like that. And I like the idea that Superman's suit is just clothes and just, just clothes his mom made for him. And, uh, every time you turn it in, every time you like intricate it, you make it like weird. And you, even when they made it like the, the electric blue suit, it was like, what are you doing? Don't mess with it. You know, we, we, we've, we've distilled it into its perfect form and then we're going to muck with it some more. So that's something I'd like to keep. Um, there's a lot of different suits. Uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't really get the whole like screen lantern. Let's project the, the lantern off of the logo. The logo's there. You don't need two logos. And I'm sure it's a pain in the ass for the colors to make. Uh, so that's, that's a couple, um, the red samurai should Marvel create another universe, like ultimate universe where the heroes start from fresh and who should write daredevil, Spider-Man, X-Men, fantastic four and Avengers. That's a lot of questions, dude. Um, they already did that. It's called the ultimate universe. I think they should just bring it back. Um, I don't think they should redo it because I don't think the people who are there now can do it. There is no talent out there who can make it work the way they did when they created the ultimate universe. Even the ultimate universe couldn't sustain itself because they got, it got away from them. So I don't think they should do it because I don't think they can hack it. But if they were going to do it, you know, you get, you get, you get new talent, you get new blood, you get hungry people who are desperate to, to, to tell cool stories because we never really got a good ultimate daredevil. We never really got a good, like Avengers outside of the, like the two ultimate stories, uh, fantastic four is debatable and X-Men again, you know, got ran into the ground. So you need hungry, desperate people. But if that's the case, just put them on the main books. Then will I am golden. What comic you don't like? There's a lot of comics. I don't like, <laughs> uh, it, it, you know, it, it's, I, I don't know, man. That's a, that's a tough question. I mean, like 
There's a lot of different comics that are that are not good. The Warrior, I guess, although I, even then I enjoy it because it's so silly. I have a wrong box from Good, Bad, and Ugly that is full of books that I don't like. Uh, the Heckler is a book I don't like. Uh, I don't like Keith Giffen's weird parodic style. Um, so let's put it that way. Taylor Petcher back, uh, planning on doing Warren Ellis books on back issues. I know most of his work is from Wildstorm or Vertigo, so I don't know how popular they'd, they'd be views-wise. Let me tell you something. We did really well. Uh, with uh, with Moon Knight, so maybe Warren Ellis's Moon Knight six issue series would be a good would could be a good fit. So that'd be really fun. Hey, <laughs> I'm being visited by a, by a special guest. Um, so yeah, uh, if we were to do a Warren Ellis book, I have two Warren Ellis books. One is uh, one is Moon Knight. The other one is um, Wildcats X Men. I'm sorry, not Wildcats X Men. That's a different book. One we might do, but it's Wildcats Aliens. Um, which I was like, I can't believe they did this. Um, I doubt we'll ever do it though. Cause Wildcats did not do well on the channel. Um, Cam, uh, if you were in charge of DC, what would you do with the Robin character? Give it back to Tim, make him a new Robin, keep him, keep him as Damien, retire the mantle. I'd have like a Robin Geddon, you know, get rid of most of them. Um, they don't all have to die. You know, like, I think it would be like cheap to just kill off Duke. But I think if Duke were like, this is dumb. Working for Bruce is dumb. These people are psychos. I'm not a psycho. Just take his signal powers and go away. Join the whatever the hell team. Like, that'd be great. Go, go, go be your own character and see if you can succeed, Duke. Um, hey, welcome Hi. to the show. It's Tiffany, everybody. <laughs> I heard you were doing a solo show. I was, but I, you know, I figured you were going to be busy. You want a chair? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, we got. I could stand. We got ten more minutes. I could stand. Well, but it's just. No, know. this is artsy. I guess. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I, yeah, I'd have a Robin Geddon. Uh, you know, Duke would go away, but not like in a like screw Duke kind of way. More like a let Duke stand on his own and not be a bat character. Um, you know, I'd get rid of, uh, I, I, I don't know if I'd keep Tim at this point. Tim has been so screwed up. I'd probably have Tim, like, merge with his, you know, I'd, I'd Superman rebirth Tim Drake and make him into the real Tim Drake and have him be, like, not stuck in time. But then again, that's based on the idea that, like, what if, um, you know, what if the people who hate legacy characters who screwed DC up in the first place weren't still working there? Of course they are, so I'd be, I'd be met with resistance every step of the way. Um, you know, Blue Jay would go, Blue Bird would go away. Uh, <laughs> with Blue Jay. Blue Jay, yeah. <laughs> Carrie Kelly would never exist. Uh, uh, Jason would, like, either die or kill the Joker, like I've suggested him on, on a multitude of times. Just just narrow it down. You know, whittle it down significantly. Yeah. You know, put the, I, I don't even know if there's a Jason memorial still in the Batcave. Put that back up. And it would be like, it would be a reference to the Robin mantle, like all the Robins are gone. Yeah. So, you know, it's more like it used to be for Jason, but now it's for everybody. So there you go. Uh, Luke S six, eight, one. Should they do a non earth one ultimate DC universe? Yeah. Yeah, they should. I think the earth one universe is the, is the DC ultimate universe. I think it would work great. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if they think that their Elseworlds are like that, where it's just like, but it doesn't have to share continuity. And if, it, if we want them to, they could. And who cares? That's definitely what they're doing with Earth-1. I'm just saying, like, the the Batman-Earth-1, that's Ultimate Batman. Like, the Superman-Earth-1, well, yeah. that's Ultimate Superman. Yeah, like, but I mean, like, I think that part of them also thinks that, like, Elseworlds is, like, exploring that without committing. Right. Like, if they do an Elseworlds or when they were doing Black Label, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. here, here's an alternate thing. But we don't want to commit to it. Yeah. Keep it running. Unless you like it. Do you right? like it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, ultimate uh, the Earth-1 Titans were definitely the ultimate Titans. Hey, I think it works. I think you could do it. Yeah. You should sit. No. Why? I have zero makeup on. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just came here for work. Oh, fair enough. Fun fact, I don't wear makeup to work. Well, yeah. Why would you? <laughs> Um, go looking like a hobo. <laughs> you don't look like a hobo. Oh, I do. You're quite beautiful. Oh, no. uh, Tevia, uh, would you cover Dark Knight's Metal for back issues? Yes. Uh, it was supposed to happen soon, but it didn't. Uh, I need to reread it and get over and, and go over it. I didn't read it. Get any, over it. And get over it. I didn't read all the tie-ins, so I'm like, and I know that I'm going to skip something have, and everyone's going to go, whoa. I have several of them. Yeah. So. I mean, I know what happened to all the Batman, but what about the other crap? Oh. You know? Yeah. And I don't want to have people going like, ugh. No, I don't, <laughs> I don't wear makeup. Only Tiffany wears makeup. <laughs> Just me. 
on my face. Yep. Yeah, none of the men wear makeup. No. We just we just roll out of bed and then show up. The only up. person who I would I would even question would be Ben, but he does. Yes. As far as we know. No. Ben and I the only time Ben and I wore makeup was when we were in theater together in high yeah. school. And you had to. We had to. no, we did not. Wow. But the, the but but the moms in charge really thought we did. Ah. No, because I remember being like, "There's a lot of blush." Yeah. We don't need to be like that red faced. We're not like cheeky cherubs. We're not children. No, but you are. I guess. You are. You you are little cherubs. Yes. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh, but yeah. So what kind of horror do you like? Um, I figure I, I'll ask you a question. I like I like horror that is like. I like horror that is horror and then ends. <laughs> okay. You know, like I like the slasher genre, but I also like when the hero wins. Okay. You know, so like whenever the slasher like gets like okay, the ending of Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. I love Nightmare on Elm Street until he kills the mom. At the okay. end, okay. I'm not spoiling a 40 year old movie, everybody. No, it's fine. Uh, but like when he jumps through the window and like breaks all the rules we've established in the movie. Yeah. And then he gets her. And I don't remember if he gets. Yeah, he kills the mom, and I think he gets her. I don't remember. Uh huh. But either way, I think he just kills the mom, and she's like just left there. But like that sucks. For me, it's like that's that's unsatisfying because I like stories as much right. as like, I don't like one particular genre of things. So okay. like for horror, I like horror if it is a satisfying story, not so much as because I love seeing people die or I like having uh, being afraid, you know. Okay. So I don't like horror, I guess, and I do like <laughs> being story, but I do like it if it follows a story structure. Okay. Um. So like, yeah, you're not a big Japanese horror fan. No. No, I'm not. In any in any capacity, really. I'm not Aww. a big Japanese story fan because I don't follow Western structure. Like, you know what I mean? Well, that's the point. It's not. It's not Western. I know. Yeah. But that's. Uh, but I'm. I am. <laughs> and that's how I like my stories. Okay. So you know, what about you? Well, yeah, well, um, I my least favorite version of horror, which really isn't even like a genre within it. I mean, I guess it is. Um, I don't care for, like, the jump scare or the unearned jump scare. Right. Because it's just, like, that's that's not really anything. You haven't earned it at all. Like, mm-hmm. you just, like, anyone can do that. Right. You know, like, I, I like the earned jump scare. Yeah. So, like, it has to, like, be very sparing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also like the kind of horror that haunts you and it hangs with you. Like, the kind of horror that, like, just, like, bores itself into your brain and just, like hatches like thoughts and ideas that you don't want in there because right. it's just like I don't want to think about that stuff no I don't you know what yeah, I mean like, I hear you. I, that's the kind of horror that really really gets to me I really dig it yeah um Taylor Pester more of a personal question since you guys are from Jersey what are your favorite Jersey based musicians Springsteen Springsteen Bon Jovi etc uh, I was a big stabbing westward fan as a teenager <laughs> and I think they were Jersey based uh I don't remember is 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 uh <sighs> What's that guy who wrote uh, Doom Patrol? Oh, um, uh, Mitch uh, Gerard Way. Yeah, Gerard Way. I, is he from Jersey? If My Chemical Romance is from Jersey, I dig My Chemical Romance a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I prefer Springsteen to Bon Jovi. Me too. Uh, but I will rock out to Living on a Prayer at every wedding I go to. <laughs> uh, Cam, favorite creepy main continuity superhero story? <sighs> I guess Craven's Last Hunt. But like... Yeah, because it's earned and it feels like an right. actual creepy story. Right. It's in continuity. Right. Um, I guess right now Justice League Dark. Justice League Dark creepy. is pretty great. Pretty creepy. Not super creepy. No. Yeah. Um, Snyder did a bunch of really great creepy stories in his Batman run that are good. Yeah. You could even say, like, in a sense, like, uh, Court of Owls. Was. Court of Owls is very creepy. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh... The Red Samurai. Have you seen? Have you and Tiff seen it? Chapter one. It's amazing, and they got James McAvoy for the sequel. Yes, uh, we did see it. I read it. I've seen the first miniseries. I owned it on VHS in the multiple tapes. It was, uh, and I loved the first movie. Yeah. Uh, and I loved this movie. Mo- I liked this one better than the Tim Curry one, even though I liked Tim Curry as it more than I liked the the, the, the guy. Yeah, yeah. So like, I saw most of it. Yes. Um, and not for any reason other than like, whenever if we try to watch anything after I've been at work because I get up early and yeah. then I'll, I like I burn the candle at both ends in a way. Like sometimes. If I am just the right amount of comfortable, it doesn't matter how engaging anything is. Like, yep. my body's just like, you have to stop. Exactly. Now. Yeah. So, like, I missed some of it, but then I caught up a bit. Yeah. Um, my issue with the movie really just was, 
it the actor who played it himself was yeah Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, he was trying like it was a little it was a little over the top mm-hmm. to a point where I was just like, is this scary anymore? Or is this just like okay? Yeah, I see what you're doing here. You know what I mean? Like, not that Tim Curry certainly didn't chew the scenery. To oh make, like, yeah, way shape and form. I don't know. It was just no. He's not even really scary. That's what's no. so funny. Tim Curry is more entertaining. He's like banal. Um, yeah, but like. I don't know, with this, it there were so many other things that were going on that could be scary. It's like when you put too much in, you just kind of become numb to it mm-hmm. to a point. So, like, I, I, I don't know, maybe I need to rewatch it. Yeah, I think you do. Chance. I loved it. Oh, uh, no, I, I got thought, uh, the kids, I thought. The kids are fantastic. Superb. Yep. Superb. Yeah, I liked them, too. Uh, so, yeah, and I liked it, but I also read it. And King is a, you know, King knows story structure. Right. So, yeah. I like most of King's work kind of <laughs> some of his work. some of his work I like his books better than his movies and I like his percentage of his work yeah unless you're talking about The Green Mile or uh, Shawshank in which case the movies are better than the books mm. and uh, The Shining uh, I and personally I think The Mist is really good The Mist which yeah. was not a book it was a, people like it though a novella a novella yeah 1408 1408 yeah good okay. That was good, too. Kane's World. Glad to see the marriages episode did well. I was worried. Uh, will we ever see Lois and Clark on back issues, or is it too late? I don't know. Uh, the miniseries? Maybe. Not not soon, though. No, this is the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a good idea. Ugo Easy, uh, if small screen characters move to big Marvel property, merge... Uh, if if small screen characters move to big Marvel, properly merge them with the current MCU or keep them on the street-level universe. What about X-Men F4? Uh... Yeah, I'd like to see that. I want them to move. Like, I, I, if they have to cancel Daredevil, <laughs> which they haven't announced they were going to, I'm just no. saying, if they have to cancel Daredevil, I'll take a Daredevil movie. I'll take Kingpin and Spider-Man. I'm in. Yeah. Uh, if if not, and they move them to, like, Hulu, because Disney owns Hulu, and, uh, you know, they want to keep those shows going, fine. Connect them to the universe better. Make them more essential. Maybe what they'll do is after um, the next Avengers movie... Mm-hmm. Like over on their streaming service, they'll make a new show called The New Avengers. I want them just do, do their that. own little pocket thing over there. Yeah, I want The New Avengers. I want that to be the next movie. Like if yeah, if, know, if Evans like, and Hemsworth, Hemsworth and and Downey are gone, screw it. Yeah, make it that. I think they're going to be more focused on X Men and Fantastic Four. Yeah, they are. But like that's great. Then then you can do an Avengers story. Like, but yeah, it would be a better miniseries. It would be where I it's mean, like yeah. you get uh, you get Downey for one last thing where he shows up and he like hands the keys to Luke Cage and then Luke Cage is in charge yeah. and it's Spider-Man and Luke Cage and uh, you know Iron Fist and Daredevil right but they'd have to agree to have like Spider-Man on there so fine by me or they'd just be like nah pay the money <laughs> make it work everyone's watching X-Men Fantastic Four I think that's gonna be their I think that the MCU is gonna go in that direction like you said from Avengers to those in the next year and a half mm-hmm. Citizen Cinema will we ever get more Saga or even Invincible on back issues Tivity yes yeah we'll get Invincible when the show comes out probably or movie? I think it's a movie. Ryan Franklin. Hey, Sal and Tiffany. Once the Fox Disney deal wraps up, what would be your dream MCU movie? Would you like to see them experiment with other genres? Yeah, I want to see them experiment with other genres. I want to see like that New Mutants movie. Yeah, I wish. Uh, I really do. I did. I want to check that. Out. I'm sure it was going to be campy and ridiculous, but I don't care. I wanted to see it. Yep. I heard that they. I heard they fucked up, and that the trailer was scarier than the movie, and they had to do reshoots to make the movie actually fit the tone of the trailer. That doesn't surprise me in the slightest. Yep. Which is like, what? Doesn't surprise me. That means they had a, that, that, that trailer maker fundamentally misunderstood what that movie was about. Yep. That sounds like they got the guy who cut Suicide Squad. So, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, and in terms of other things I would like to see or experiment with, especially with this whole streaming service thing, since now they're not going to be using Netflix, which is a shame. Mm-hmm. Uh, do an Agents of Sword show. Yeah. Sword show. Sword show would be great. Uh, a man thing. Like mini yeah, Mini would be It'd be cool. Let's just don't get Arlston anywhere near it, and I'll be No, good. he sucks. Uh, but yeah, uh, my dream MCU movie would be, a, would be a new Avengers story. It would be Breakout. It would just be that, like, Cap and Iron Man, Thor's dead or gone, and they, like, have to break out. You know, they deal with the raft, and... And then they run into like these street level characters who should who who have had a rich history in Netflix, but now like but but Cap and Iron Man don't know who the hell these guys are, and they're mm-hmm. like, you know what, you're in charge now. Yeah, and I I would love that. Yeah, I, I would be so on board, especially if they were like, no, Spider Man, like you're and Spider Man, you know us best. You're gonna be our guy. Like you're gonna have to talk to these people and wrangle them, not yeah. lead them. But, like, you're going to be our, our, our man on the inside and contact us. And he's going to be, like, torn in different directions. Luke's going to want to do different things. And he's going to be like, you know, like, I, I told Mr. Stark that I'd, like, report on him. But, like, the fact is, 
you know, when, uh, you know, when the Hulk trashed Harlem, like nobody did anything, you know, like I, I actually agree with these guys. They're from my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Uh, and Kevin Fong, though, uh, two years ago, you guys discussed that current day Marvel was broken. Do you think Marvel's still broken today? If not, what Marvel comics do you recommend? I'm currently reading DC since DC, DC Rebirth. Regards from Calgary. Uh, regards to you uh, <laughs> and Calgary. Uh, thank you so much. Yes, we did say the Marvel's broken. Um, and yes, I think it still is because they didn't fix it. Uh, but there are a number of good creators that are working right now. I hear the Captain America book is dope. So check that out. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. X is great. Yep. Uh, keep an eye out for X-Men when Uncanny drops. They're going to be pushing the X-Men in a big, bad way. They're going to basically be the Avengers of the Marvel Universe again. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye out for the X-Men. Um, Sobolski is a classic 90s Marvel guy. He worked on X-Men. He cares about that. Yeah. He's going to be pushing things to feel like they did 20, 30 years ago. Which um, we'll see how that pans out. And yeah. Like, we'll see if other books then suffer because of that focus. Yes, like I will say. If all focuses on one area, the other books are going to right. languish. Uh, Max Bemis uh, was the author on Moon Knight and was trying some interesting stuff with mental health. He left, and uh, he's supposed to write the Arachnite book, yeah. uh, but he didn't, and instead Dennis Hopeless wrote it. No way! So uh, Dennis Hopeless is still being employed by Marvel, so pass. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of different creators out there that Marvel uh, cont- insists on paying and giving a job to. Well, but I- DC does the same thing, because Scott Lodell is writing the Nightwing book, so, you know, what are you going to do? Right, but I think Hopeless is more suited to just specific characters, you know, yeah. that don't get canceled, you know? Like, yeah, no, I agree. So, like, I, I don't know if it's necessarily... I just didn't like him and what he wrote for the character that I was used to reading because of what he shoehorned into it. Like, so, like, that's right. not a fair shake. I didn't really give him... I've read more of his work. Okay, that's fair. You know, um, it, it's... He, he can do it. Right. He can do a... He can, he can write a book. Yeah. But he can't blow your mind. Also, I'm currently, I guess, um, also just enjoying Thor. Like yeah, Jason Aaron's, Jason Aaron's Thor. Thor. It's really ridiculous and, like, just, like... Yeah, start at the beginning of this arc yeah. and, you'll, and you will not be disappointed. Yeah. Um... Mr. Roboto, uh, Sal, Idea, you and Tiff go as Invincible and I and Adam Eve. That'd be really fun. I would love to see her in that outfit. I'd be fat Invincible and it wouldn't be fun. I'd have to drop like 50 pounds. Then I'd be, I would do Invincible if I were, if I were high school fan. Taylor Petcher, uh, what are some artists you haven't done, who haven't done much work recently that you'd love to see uh, do interiors again? For me, it's John Cassidy. John Cassidy, great pick. Uh, I'd like to see Jim Lee do some more interiors again. Uh, yeah. I hear Stuart Inman and quit. Uh, come back. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see more David Finch interiors that are like, you know, Moon Knight level quality. Yeah. Um, yeah. Number of different artists. There's a there's a whole litany of them. Um, but uh, that's a good start. John Cassidy, man. Where the hell did he go? Uh, Red Samurai, uh, they're making a Are You Afraid of the Dark anthology movie like the Twilight Zone film. Who are the four directors who should work on it? Wait, hang on. Are we saying that's definitely happening or is this a hypothetical? I have not heard of it, but it doesn't mean that it isn't happening. I'm just saying. So let's just assume that it is happening. Okay. Don't get my hopes up. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, who are the four people who should work on it? I don't know. Uh, the guy who made it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what, uh, some Japanese horror director, maybe the person who did Ring. Yeah, the original. And there's, there's a, like there. I'm sure there are way more other stronger picks for that. But yeah, um, basically four different like feelings. Yeah, I would do. Um, I never can get this guy's name right. Um, the guy who did Seven. David Fincher. David Fincher. Yep. I would put on one of those episodes because they're not always like so supernatural. Exactly. So I think that that would be kind of cool. And then I'd, I'd cast the dude who directed the Homecoming, Spider-Man Homecoming, because they get kids. Then it'd be fun. Just make a kid. I might, I might even possibly even put Abrams on there. Abrams doing an Are You Afraid of the Dark mini story? Yeah. All right. I guess I'd see that. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, <laughs> so there you have it, guys. Uh, we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, I'm going to wrap it up uh, because we were over the time. Which I didn't expect to happen. That's my fault. Uh, but yeah, no, like it was it was everything. You guys were amazing. You had some great questions, and I want to thank you all for making this a really fun stream. We didn't really get to do much house cleaning. I didn't really get to talk about like any plans for Comic Pop. But you know what? Like it's better if we keep it under our hats anyway. Just uh, know that there are plans, and they're being incorporated. Yes. So we'll see you guys next time with another episode. Uh, are you streaming later, or are we gonna just uh, just leave it today? Yeah, I, I was thinking about it. Um, I have like something that like I've got a couple things at Steam keeps recommending to me one of them was free and i have it mm-hmm. um and it's bendy and the ink machine okay so i was thinking about trying that i know that's shorter so i'm not really sure how long that will last yeah but since wednesdays have been like woo wednesdays like yeah, spooky wednesdays yeah um i thought i would do that okay today give it a shot yeah so check out the purple channel uh twitch.tv slash comic pop tv i can say it oh uh 
Are you sure? Well, I said it in terms of Link, not oh, uh, sure. not I anything guess. else. I don't know. Just anyway, check, check it out. Go watch it. Uh, that's going to be like an hour or so. Yeah. Um, and Cam also asked, uh, if you and Tiffany could each get a custom drawing done by one comic book artist, who would be the artist be, and what would you want them to draw? Um I already got that, actually, and it would be Mark Bagley doing Batman and Spider-Man crossing over in today's world, and uh, I have it. So, That's, that's but I, not I, fair. You, you cheated. Yeah. You cheated on that one. But I would like to see uh, Todd McFarlane do, do Spider-Man again. Mm. It's just more for me. That's a good one. That's, that is a good one. And I'd have Fiona Staples draw you and Daniel. Aww. I would love that. I would love that. Um, <sighs> I would like to see... Ooh, I got it. I want Jock yes. to draw for me. This mm-hmm. is not oh, yeah, I know. I want Jock to draw for me um, from Silent Hill 2 Pyramid Head. Yes, that'd be awesome. That's what I want. Yeah, I know. That's that, what I want. That's what we should have gotten. He was busy. He was not going to do <laughs> No, he was not going to do that for me. Yeah. That's the book, by the way. Like, if 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 we could get, like, uh, who has the, I think IDW has the Silent Hill li- like license. Yeah. Tiffany would do a book. Against. Tiffany would do a Silent Hill book drawn by Jock. Yeah. That would be the book. Yep. I want to see that. They're never going to do that. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, thanks a lot for hanging out with us. And uh, stay tuned for the Twitch stream, the Purple stream. And uh, catch us afterwards for a for the Lost Batman comic, a comic book that has never been, a Batman comic that has never been reprinted ever. It's only been available in the one incarnation it came out in, written and drawn by John Byrne. Ooh. Uh, see you guys next time. Thanks a lot for watching. Bye, guys.